Welcome to Accented the Podcast, where the audience gets to hear a real conversation from real people who use real English. It might sound ordinary, but the stories the guest shares are extraordinary. Each episode features an interview with someone who has a distinct English accent, which will help with your English comprehension in the real world. On today's episode, you'll hear from Youssef, who has a Somali background and currently lives in Melbourne, Australia. Hello, I'm late releasing this episode and I'm sorry about that. It's been a crazy few weeks for me as I've packed up everything in Sydney, Australia and moved to France where I'm currently in Paris at the moment and I'll be moving to a town not far from Paris called Versailles. So it's been crazy. I guess uh, usually you can just hop on a flight and go somewhere. Now you have to avoid getting COVID and pray that you don't have COVID-19 and that your PCR test is clear. So luckily we had a clear test. We've landed in France and I feel a lot more comfortable now that I'm here. So sorry guys, I didn't spend so much time on the episode. However, I have a very lovely interview with Youssef who is originally from Ethiopia, has a Somali background and has spent half of his life in Australia. So he feels very Australian. And he is Australian, I must add. So it's a great interview with him to hear about coming out and his life as an entrepreneur. So please, if you have any questions about the vocab, just send me an email, have a listen, see how you go and enjoy. Today on the program, I am speaking with Yusuf Muhammad and he lives in Melbourne, Australia and he's originally from Ethiopia but you've got a Somali background and you're a up-and-coming business owner. How are you, Yusuf? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, uh, basically that's just a, a summary of who I am. You're quite young, so you've spent half your life in Ethiopia and half your life in Australia. Mm-hmm. You're 20, aren't you? Yep. So I came here when I was 10 and basically um, uh, seeing two different cultures is quite, you know, a blessing. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. What, how, what were your first thoughts when you came to this country? Um, my first thoughts was I was shocked. Because, you know, um, back in Africa, the women are usually, like, they, they're, they're dressed, like, fully. But here I noticed that um, they weren't wearing, like, a lot of clothes. So that, 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 that was, like, a big uh, shock to me. But I also loved the environment when I first came here, yeah. I guess it would have taken quite a bit to get used to what about the food oh the food um I actually loved uh the first thing I tried here was tuna um I never had it back in Africa 
So tuna and ketchup, uh, that's that was my go-to back then. <laughs> I don't know if I could do tuna and ketchup. Like you mean canned tuna? Yeah. Wow. How interesting. Do you still eat it, tuna and ketchup? Um, not as, as much as I used to. Uh, if if I'm bored or and I'm hungry, I'll just make that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I guess your accent, because you came over so young, to me, mm-hmm. I think you've got an Aussie accent. Uh, funny thing, uh, a lot of people say I have an American accent, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's a – well, arriving in Australia, how much English did you have? Um, so the only thing I could say for a while was hi and um, thank you. Um, and then gradually I started to develop my English quite fast. And basically I went to uh, all like um, English school. So they help um, people from different countries develop the English. And basically I graduated in six months. So, yeah. At the end of those six months, mm-hmm. how were your English skills? Uh, I would say moderate, so I could uh, understand what I was saying and what people were trying to convey. And then uh, that was in year five, so yeah, it was pretty good. You were put in an English school. Were mm-hmm. there many students there with your similar background or spoke the same language? Um, so it was either Asians or like I didn't see that many African people, um, and the back then I I was able to speak uh, Ethiopian, um, Amharic, and also Somali, but now uh, I've completely forgotten Amharic, but I couldn't speak broken Somali. Well, why do you think that is that you've completely forgotten it? Um, so in psychology, I've learned this, um, uh, I forgot what it's called. I think it's called pruning, which, it, which basically means um, the, the less they use something, um, the more you'll forget it. Right. So you're not really speaking with anybody. Your, your main language now is English. Exactly, yeah. Right. So are there many people where you're from? Like are you in a community of people from Ethiopia or with a Somali background? Uh, Yes, but at the same time I'm quite a diverse person. I'm quite diverse with my friendships. It's interesting because as an English teacher I'm helping new immigrants who come to the country and help them acquire English very quickly. And it's interesting because we were reading a short story about the neighborhood and the story was about people coming from Europe and parts of the Middle East and, uh, you know, around Turkey and sort of the Mediterranean area and how people who didn't speak English would come together, whereas British people have never really had that issue of assimilation in Australia. And it was just saying that these non-English speakers felt a closer bond 
Um, I know this is, that was years ago. That was more like 50, 60 years ago. So you said you're quite diverse. Mm -hmm. So were these a lot of your friends that you met at um, your school? Um, Mainly school and then um, outside of school. So uh, I met people uh, through friends of friends. So uh, just building my network through that networking, yeah. And a lot of these friends are English second language speakers? Uh, yeah, mainly. Okay. Do you feel a connection because of that? Uh, you could say that. So because of the diver- diversity, uh, you, you can build like this bond out of it, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I guess you've got the connections of coming to this new country and learning this new language. Do you have many Australian friends? Um. I would say uh, colleagues, um, so if it's either in work or either in classes, so yeah, if that makes sense. And I should correct myself because I said Australian friends, however, I gather you're Australian. Yeah, I would, I would hope so. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's the thing, like I've said, you're Australian friends and yet... It's the same. Like I, I keep forgetting my husband um, is French, but he is Australian. He's just become Australian. And I think that that language um, is not great, me saying that, because I'm sure your other friends are Australian too. It's just that you weren't born here. Yeah, uh, but I understand where uh, the wording, where you're coming from is just some people might perceive it to be in a, a negative way but yeah if that yeah it makes sense what you what you meant yeah I know I guess it's um do you I guess what I've wanted to ask is do you feel Australian yeah of course that's great because I I think I I like to ask people those questions because I'm fascinated people who become Australian same with my husband who became Australian last year Mm. and I guess he feels Australian. He's lived here quite a few years. Yes, he's still got his nationality as a French person, but um, having children that are half French, half Australian, and having a wife that's Australian, I guess he does feel like he's got two countries that he can be a part of. Yeah, um, I I would say I feel the same way. It's like um, I also uh, identify as Somali, but uh, I see myself as an Australian person. Yeah. Yeah. So, say if you were to visit back home, would mm-hmm. that be uh, difficult in the sense of your two identities? No, it would be very uh, prevalent. So, I would say that um, I'm I'm Somali, and I'm also uh, Australian because I've spent half my life here. I spent half my life there, so it would just be quite obvious. So let's talk about your business. Can you explain what your business is, please? So um, the business that I have launched is, um, the the name is VIP Men's Grooming. Uh, I've got this idea that uh, since I'm, I was getting older, I was like, yeah, I have to start um, looking mature, um, taking care of myself, 
Um, and I think that's a good value to have as a man. Uh, so I was like, how could I help other men feel? Um, my slogan is feel your wealth. And I was like, how could I help men feel that? So I've uh, basically designed my business to help men look their best. Um, when you look your best, you feel your best. So basically that that's my whole concept of it. That's a great message. I really like your slogan. It's really uh, cool. Um, yeah, the products I sell, I'm, I'm starting to add more. Um, I'm talking to my suppliers to add more products. But the ones that I sell right now are um, hair clippers. Actually, no, that's, that's what I'm going to add. Hair trimmers. Um, also, beard growth. You know, I have a struggle beard right now. Do you sell internationally as well? Uh, yeah. The main um, areas or locations that I sell to is in U- the UK, uh, Australia, and the US. But I also sell to a wide range of um, places as well. You know, you're so young with this business idea. What made you start this company? Ever since I was young, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, this I had this idea when I was in year nine, actually, you know, year seven or eight. And I, I learned the word what an entrepreneur was. Uh, I've all, always, like, labeled myself as an entrepreneur. Like, uh, I had the ideals of one and the inspiration of, uh, Steve Jobs uh, creating his own business. Basically, uh, over the years, I just uh, wanted to build something. Have you yeah. got any tips for some people who want to start their own business? Be willing to take risk because uh, it's always going to uh, – people usually say they hold losses, but it's only a loss when you don't learn from one. That's an awesome quote. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So that's some wisdom there. I try. <laughs> Another tip that I would give to future businessmen, uh, read a lot. Yeah, read about other people's businesses. Or just uh, pick up a book, whatever it is, that, that might even be your next inspiration. That's good. What risks have you taken? the risk of actually starting a, a business. You never know if you, if your business is going to fail or it's going to actually succeed. But what about putting money into that business? I think that's the fear people have. Is it going to be dead money? Yeah. So this is the mentality I used to have until my cousin was like, stop being scared. So when once that, once she said that, that, I basically had a trigger in my head. So uh, I thought if I'm willing to spend money on junk food, uh, which is quite a bit of money over time, why not actually uh, invest in myself and actually create something? That's good. That's how I try to look at with the money that I put into my podcast too because this is, this is a side hustle. Mm-hmm. I don't know about yours. Is yours a side hustle? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to put money in. I think it's hard to break the getting a salary 
compared to then taking that risk of doing it on your own. Exactly, yeah. It's, um, um, what are you going to say? I was going to say it's scary. Very, especially if you don't uh, know whether you're going to succeed or not. It's just like, is it even worth it? Then you start having doubts. So, yeah. But I, the, I have to applaud you for starting on this um, podcasting because I know for a fact that it's going to help uh, not only your students but also people around the world. Oh, thank you. You know, it's hard when you start something like this because you don't know if people are going to like it or not. And sometimes uh, with my schedule and my kids and everything else, you sometimes go, oh, this is hard and it's getting tough to continue. But then when you start getting messages from people and people saying that they enjoy listening, you go, oh, okay, I'm making a difference. And you keep, you know, you know, I've got to keep putting into it. So I really appreciate you saying that, Yusuf. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, um, if I had something like this in year five and all, I'll, I'll definitely be the, uh, amongst the people that are messaging you. Yeah. You know, I also applaud you, uh, Yusuf, for, you know, from year nine, having this business idea, going ahead and doing it. You know, we, we need more entrepreneurs in this world because that's how things that's how inventions happen that's how people discover needs and what people want so that's really cool your concept for your business and um yeah thank you thank you you know you you got me blushing now (laughs) (laughs) i think you're going out and getting your slogan and just doing it is um really cool how did you find suppliers so I usually find supplies through um, AliExpress. So I'll just give them a contact and say, um, I'm really interested in working with you. Uh, and this is my business proposition. Yeah, it's really cool. And look, I can't wait to see what you're going to offer, new things that you're going to offer with your business, because I'm sure it's just going to continue to grow. Yeah, no doubt. This isn't uh, like this is just the first step. I'm uh, probably become a franchise one day. Yeah, and this is it. Your positive attitude and the way you're just like, you're not even saying I think. You're saying it is. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah, manifestation is basically how I live. Yeah, I think I need to take a, a leaf out of your book a little bit. <laughs> Uh, it's, I would say it happens over time because, yeah, I, I, one day I just didn't wake up and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. It just takes time. Patience. Patience. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Yusef, for coming on the show. And, um, it was really cool to hear about your, uh, life story. Thank you for having me. And I hope your podcast is on like live on air someday. <laughs> that would be cool. All right. Thank you so much, Yusef. Thank you. Have All a right. lovely night. Yes, this is the first time I think I've interviewed someone we're on the same time zone. So, yeah, you have a good night too. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Accented. I'm your host, Kimberly Law. 
Accented is released on the 15th and 30th of each month. If you'd like to find out more about me, please head to kimslawofenglish.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts, so don't forget to leave a review of the podcast or even a star rating. Speak to you soon.